What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. It's Tuesday, May 5th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. Florida has begun to reopen the state for business as they were able to dodge some of the worst of the coronavirus. Despite not issuing early statewide stay-at-home orders, many of the decisions were left to local authorities to shut down. A lesser population density and warmer climate could also have played a role in fewer infections. But one other factor... There was an attitude change in Florida residents themselves. Smartphone data shows that by mid-March, before stay-at-home orders were put in place, residents had already begun to hunker down and limit movements. Ariane Campo-Flores, reporter for the Wall Street Journal, joins us for how Florida made it this far. Thanks for joining us, Ariane. Sure, my pleasure. I wanted to talk about Florida and how they've gone through this whole coronavirus pandemic they're actually already opening up some stuff as of Monday. Some restaurants and stores can reopen with about 25% of their indoor capacity. Schools, bars, gyms, salons, those are still closed, but it's kind of this first phase of reopening. But when coronavirus is making its way towards Florida, there was a lot of public health experts that were sounding the alarms because of the state's large senior population. They thought it was going to be a huge hotspot, just like New York, but as time has gone on, they largely avoided that fate. They've been doing fairly well through all of this. And uh, Ariane, you wrote an article, Smart or Lucky, How Florida Dodged the Worst of This. So Ariane, tell us a little bit about it. Was it smart? Was it lucky? What did they do? It was a bit of both. So what the governor in Florida was widely and persistently criticized for not taking a more uniform approach to locking down the state and implementing the stay-at-home order. 
what he did instead was to defer to local governments to make those decisions for themselves. He did do some things that have been praised as early actions, um, in particular how he moved relatively quickly to cut off access to nursing homes and assisted living facilities and to really lock those down because of how vulnerable that population is. But in terms of the stay-at-home orders for residents at large, that was really up to the locals. And what ended up happening is that in particularly hard-hit areas like Miami Beach, Miami-Dade County, Broward County, Fort Lauderdale area, those areas did move relatively quickly. Florida became very famous for having these pictures of partying spring breakers, which were very unsettling to large parts of the country. What happened is that that created a lot of alarm among local officials. And so that was relatively quickly shut down within days after that. So this critical period of about March 15th to March 22nd was really a, a clampdown. But that was done based on the actions of what local and county officials were doing. That was not something that was being directed or pushed by the governors. I think in that respect, sort of fortunate that that turned out the way that it did. One of the things that a lot of people point to is population density. When we're talking about places like New York, everybody is packed in really tight and you just really have no option but to be around people. In Florida, it's such a big state, it varies a lot. you know. And as you mentioned, some of the local mayors and some of the more populous areas, they moved quickly to shut things down. But in other areas of the state where you didn't really need it, the governor hadn't put any stay-at-home orders in place. So they were able to kind of operate a little more freely. That was the argument that he made, is that why he referred to like a blanket stay-at-home order as a blunt instrument. Why would you put in place the same thing in, say, Miami Beach that you would put in place in one of the many more rural counties that have been much less affected by this? And so density is an issue. It's something that public health experts have raised as another potential factor that has played a role in this. There's nothing like the density that you have in New York City with people just like living on top of one another and been very packed into you know public transit systems and the like. Florida has dense pockets. It has some dense urban cores, but it's largely a state that has a lot of sprawl. It has a lot of suburban tract housing and very limited public transit. And so those were factors that, at least in this instance, seem to have helped out the state. One of the other major factors that a lot of people point to is this change in behavior by Floridians. Uh, there, people are looking at smartphone data to see how people were moving, if they were staying home. And they said that by mid-March, and this was obviously before the statewide stay-at-home order was put in place, people were already starting to hunker down. And we keep talking about the senior population there. It's about 20% of Florida. I mean, maybe they just started seeing everything happening across the country and knowing that they were in the most at-risk category, and then they just started staying home. So even the people of Florida started doing this on their own. That's one of the most interesting aspects of this and reporting on it, which is that even though the governor took weeks beyond when people thought he should have to put in a stay-at-home order, even in the absence of that, and Floridians in general really started hunkering down in mid-March. Right around March 15th is when you start to see a really significant decline in mobility as measured by locations of cell phones. And so what that suggests is that people were taking it upon themselves. They were alarmed enough by what they were seeing in news reports. And this was a period in which you were seeing news reports of just the horrible situation in Italy, 
you know, military trucks ferrying coffins, uh, doctors having to make really difficult decisions about rationing care. That was getting a lot of coverage. There was also, it was also a period in which there was growing alarm about what was going to happen in New York City. And Florida is a place that has a lot of connections to New York. And so that seems to have generated this response in people to just whatever officials were saying, they were going to take it upon themselves anyway to lock down. You know, one of the interesting things I noted in your report that it was that the state contacted researchers at the University of Florida Emerging Pathogens Institute to get help on what to do when there were still very few cases. And they wrote a one-page assessment that said, shut everything down now or you're going to start seeing huge community spread and deaths. But the uh, state official said, you know what, we're tracing everything. We're not finding a lot of community spread. And that's why DeSantis, the governor there, took a more targeted approach to just the hard-hit counties and everything else kind of followed. This is what we're kind of seeing from all of this. So even despite some early recommendations to start shutting things down, he resisted still. And there was concern among these public health experts, these epidemiologists, these modelers, deep concern that the state was not taking this seriously enough. And so when the state reached out to ask for some guidance from this group, and this is an institute at the University of Florida that specializes in this, the researchers made clear that, in their opinion, the state really needed to act quickly and aggressively to cancel mass gatherings, get people at home, cancel schools, etc., and really implement aggressive social distancing. And they warned that if not, there was the likelihood of more than 1,000 deaths over the course of the following month. And that is actually what happened. Deaths have now topped 1,300. And the state certainly has come out much better than a lot of the early modeling was, was, was projecting and a lot better than a lot of people feared. But, you know, that is still a significant number of people. Right. But, uh, yeah, as you noted, the governor and they, they felt the approach that they were taking was the one that made the most sense. And so they essentially did not take action in response to these warnings that were raised by these experts. So where are we now? Florida has about six deaths per 100,000. By contrast, New York has 97 per 100,000. New cases are declining. New deaths have plateaued, it seems like, there in Florida. Testing is still a huge issue. I think experts say there needs to be 32,000 tests a day to detect and respond to any flare-ups that might be occurring. Where is Florida at with testing? So the testing definitely needs to ramp up. According to one official who was addressing this, Recently, he said it basically needs to double in terms of capacity. And so the state is trying very hard to do that. This is a very challenging environment for any state, any governor. Um, there's just a deep shortage of, of kits and of supplies. But they have been steadily ramping that up. And so you need to have that infrastructure in place to be able to quickly detect any new outbreaks or flare-ups and be able to then do contact tracing and track down and isolate the folks that infected people may have had contact with. So some people believe that it is too early to be talking about a reopening of the state until you have that firmly in place. But what the state is doing is going ahead with a very gradual reopening. And Governor DeSantis has been more cautious about it than some other governors in the South have been, for instance, in, in Georgia and in other states where they're moving more quickly to open things up. In Florida, it is going very slowly. This first phase is a gradual reopening of retail stores and restaurants outside of South Florida. So the South Florida counties are carved out of this and they need to remain under these stay-at-home orders. And so we'll see whether 
the state because there will be almost undoubtedly new infections are going to that are going to crop up and the state needs to very effectively clamp down on those and so there's understandable concern about whether the state is going to really be able to avoid a potentially more lethal second wave Ariane Campo Flores reporter with the Wall Street Journal based in Miami thank you very much for joining us sure thing it was my pleasure I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your Daily Coronavirus Update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.